Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. And you said that one time and I'm like, 100%. Like, I will never put a camera in my child's face when they're going through any sort of emotional thing, even if it's hilarious. And Liz. There's like some emotional and embarrassing things that they're going to have to go through and just that they have to work through and you can't help them through. And that's probably really hard as a parent. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz and Kate. Yeah, and Kate. <laughs> Kate from Naptime Kitchen is joining the Carpool because we have something to do, and that something is debate Croctober. I am so excited. Kate, thank you so much for joining I, us. I uh, I told Liz we probably need to like cut you in on Rev Share because you're basically part of this podcast. The way I bring you up, talk about you, share your hacks. And like, it's to the point where like, I will get tagged on something on Instagram and it's like, oh, the car mom says to put all your clothes in a Christmas bin. I'm like, no, no, I don't. No, no, no. That was Kate. But it's like, people are associating me that closely with you because it's all I talk about. Kelly, I am honored for the association. I, I can say, I mean, with full, this is the only podcast that I listen to wow. like as frequently. <laughs> I listen to every episode. When it comes out, I feel privileged because I sometimes t- because I'm allowed to. I have so many things I want to respond to when I'm listening <laughs> to the podcast. And so I just, I am so honored. Um, and the feeling is like very, very mutual. So I'm glad to be here. I'm excited for Croctober recap. I have yeah. a lot of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Would you guys ever so, do a yeah. podcast? Is that like on your vision board at all or no? You know, it's funny because you would have thought, but it is right now, it is not on my vision board. Um, I think if I had somebody awesome to do it with, like Liz, you know, like you got your sis. Yeah. Um, the thought of like being by myself. No, 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 no. Yeah. That sounds horrible. Hello. (laughs) Um, also I feel like you probably, it's like the amount of content that the job requires, the thought of having like another piece of content (laughs) feels exhausting. Yeah. It's the balance of like, we're super thankful for the diversity like of the content but it is it's just another thing of it's like oh here's a topic i want to talk about okay where does this live does it go Mm. on youtube does it go on our email the blog instagram stories reels podcast like that gets a little stressful yes um so maybe maybe one day but i don't have like a a strong i don't have a vision for what it would be but Mm. what's the guy and this is like literally i could have talked off, off air but i'm not going to what's the gossip with the book like where are we at with that it is in the process of being written. Actually, I write um, like I usually write twice a week. Um, I'm like working my way through my chapters. I have it's not due. My manuscript isn't due until July. Um, so I have a really long runway, which we we wanted um, just to give me like a lot of time. But I actually am going to send some chapters to my editor today just to kind of be like, hey, are we, am I on the right track? Yeah. So <laughs> um, what is it? What's going. it about? So the, or do you not, is it not like of, fleshed out yet? That's fine too. It is fleshed out. I just haven't shared it yet. Eek. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, so what you're saying is the carpool is getting an exclusive or, or, no, we're, not gonna, or we're not talking about it. <laughs> or we're not talking about it. <laughs> no, I feel okay to talk about it. It basically is going the kind of working title, which obviously the title could change. Oh, in a gosh, this ways. is an exclusive. Um, <laughs> so it sorry. is exclusive. But, you know, we might as well get it out there. Um, the working title is I Just Wish I Had a Bigger Kitchen. Um, oh, my gosh. I just. Oh, my gosh. I have chills. I literally. Kate, Elizabeth, look at my I know, nerves. No, same. Kate, that's amazing. 
So um, it's like, I just wish I had a bigger kitchen and other and other lies I believed would make me happy. And so I just kind of like <laughs> delve into. <laughs> so the chapters right now, I mean, again, this could all change. Hopefully it doesn't because that would mean my editor's like, we're not on the right track. But it's like, I just wish I was, I just wish I had more money. I just mm. wish I had a better husband. I just wish I was thinner. I just, So I kind of like weave stories for my own life and like thoughts that I have like on these different topics. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what's what the book is about. Kate, I am obsessed <laughs> with that. That sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, Thanks. Sounds, I hope really, it is. <laughs> sounds really raw too. Very raw. And I just think like, I know you probably get told this all the time, but you are just so refreshing so refreshing and just to like i hope i always like i hope just i hope i always like i'm even just a touch as refreshing as kate like just the whole like just use a shoebox lid like it's just (laughs) it's such a perspective shift and like it shouldn't be it it's sad that it is so refreshing and unique yeah because it shouldn't be because it's just being a regular human like making things worse not falling into consumerism which we talk about often here yes I know I I always think about that with Kate's content because I don't really have much of a direction for my content and then I just see Kate and I know she shared it last year too with your Christmas cards for example that you just posted where you're like here's my Christmas card uh, baggie with my string and my little um, safe nerve my little pins and it's like that was it and like but that's such a good idea and everyone (laughs) does that and you weren't pressuring anyone to buy anything and it's just like here you go. And it's like, you're a regular person with good ideas. And I'm just obsessed with you. And we're obsessed. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's transition right into Christmas, Kate. Like, share the first thought of the book with the biggest hype people ever. I feel <laughs> so bolstered. <laughs> I'm like, I can do it. I can do you it. You absolutely <laughs> so. can do it. Oh, like, thank you. Yeah. I, and, you know, I... I've so resonated with like your organization and your content and just like just like loving your home because I'm not I have a lot of gripes with my house right now and it's just I feel like we don't have the space and it's just I've adapted so many of your tricks to to just make 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 myself feel more content in in my places in in life you know but Kate we want to transition speaking of Christmas it is the holiday season and let's just go through some like my favorite naptime kitchen hacks because the Christmas, Christmas the Christmas, yes, thank you, Elizabeth. The Christmas clothing bin is such an iconic idea. Will you, would you just explain to the new carpool listeners maybe haven't heard of that and have been living under a rock what that's all about? Yes. So the Christmas clothing bin, I think I came up with it when Scout was a baby because there were items that were John Roberts that I knew that she could wear for Christmas, but I like couldn't find them in the mass like bin storage system that I was doing of like, different age clothing and then I was like why don't I just put all the Christmas clothes you could do it for like you could put all of your holiday clothing in one bin you know if you also have special outfits for like Valentine's Day or St. Patrick's Day like they could also go in the bin but the thought is just you don't wear those clothes for very long Um, and so I love to pull them out and be like give some to my sister who has a child Mm. that's like the perfect size to wear certain items that none of my kids can wear also she's probably only going to wear them for a month like it's it's like they're going to get ruined Mm -hmm. and if they do because they're it's such like a such a small amount of time that you wear these like specific outfits um so they just and it's great too because like 
right after Thanksgiving, my kids' Christmas clothes were out because I didn't have to hunt for them. Yep. I just opened one bin. Yep. Everything Christmas was out. D- November 30th, we're wearing a Christmas shirt because we're getting the most out of this holiday season. Mm-hmm. That's what yes. Kate would do. Absolutely. Also, if you were to buy like Christmas pajamas or something, especially if you buy them after Christmas when they're like 50% off, <gasps> you could just buy them and put them in the Christmas clothing bin. And then like the moment you open the Christmas clothing bin, you're like, oh my gosh, I already have pajamas for everybody for this year. Yeah, it's because so, I bought them 50% that's off. so smart. I was so proud of myself so. because I went through my Christmas clothing bin and my sister-in-law, Tyler's sister, just had her third baby. And we have kids. We basically had kids the same distance apart. And I guess last year someone had sent me Christmas jammies for Fred. So I oh. had a th- I had little sleepies Christmas jammies in every size that match Trina's kids perfectly. That's sent amazing. them down the Ugh. road, blessed her with matching Christmas jammies for her kids in the same sizes. I'm like, this is incredible. Yeah, it's so yeah. smart. Oh, I love it. And then it really I'm, is. I'm is this new this year this like Christmas make 12 days of Christmas making food? What what are we calling <laughs> it? it? Is- um, the 12 food gifts of Christmas. Okay. Kate, I, Kate, I do think, gifts of Christmas. Kate, I do think we could workshop a better name. I mean, like we are, I know. let me just, I mean, let me just, it needs something like, it needs something snappy like Crocktober. Mm. I know. I'll think about it's that. technically the 12 edible budget friendly gifts of Christmas. Yeah. Kate, <laughs> Kate, I know you're a writer, but you don't have to hit a word count on everything. Like, the 12. I know. We'll, we'll think about that. I know, I know. Um, so that I made, I actually made it a couple of years ago, but we really made it like look a little bit prettier, made it printer friendly, kind of came out with some graphics around it. But basically it is 12 different edible gift ideas, mostly that you can make in bulk. And I tried to not just do like 12 cookie recipes. Yeah. There's, um, there's like two sweets, but then I also give you like a salad dressing that we make. And oh. I tell you that you can go buy like you can buy salad dressing bottles on Amazon and give everybody like a homemade salad dressing or granola. I share my granola recipe in this. Like you can make a big batch of granola and put it in little bags and give it to your neighbor. So just some things that aren't like sugar cookies, mm-hmm. which I, there's no nothing wrong with sugar cookies, but just trying to make a little bit of outside box. Like I think at least it used to be. I can't remember if it's still in there, but um. It used to have spaghetti sauce and a box of spaghetti where if like you made a big, big batch of homemade spaghetti sauce and you give someone mm-hmm. a jar of homemade spaghetti sauce in a box of spaghetti. Like I would be so happy if someone gave me homemade I, pasta sauce. Food is such a slept on gift. And like I actually recently just did this. So my our aunt turned 70 and I didn't know what to send her. And she's my godmother. And like we, you know, so like I wanted to send her something nice. And I was like, what do I send like a 70 year old woman? So you know what I did? I sent her a chicken pot pie from Dorothy Lane Market, yeah. which I love using. And I told her, I was like, hey, chicken pot pie, chichi pie pie, as we call it, is my specialty. Like wish I could have dinner with you for your birthday, but I can't. So I wanted to send you this instead. And I'm like, that is such like that was a great gift. Yeah. I would love to yes. receive that. Yeah. I don't need to send you a candle or a fuzzy sock mm-hmm. like that's you're going to use that. You're not going to have junk in your house. And I just. I love giving yes. food because you're also you're giving food. You're giving time to somebody. You're giving mm-hmm. me my my evening back. I don't have to cook yep. dinner. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice surprise. You know, I'm telling you, I agree. I think if you don't know what to give someone, a consumable is such a good way to go because a consumable, a consumable. Yeah. Christmas. Like they're gonna Kate, Christmas consumables. So there's something. <laughs> oh. Kate, there's something there. I don't. There's something there. <laughs> 12 days of okay. Christmas consume. No, hold on. I'll work on it. I'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. I would like you to workshop a better name. 
uh, I'll cut you in on the profit from this free PDF. <laughs> from the free PDF. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, but yeah, and I, I try and give like ideas too of like who you could give it to because, you know, there's some people I'm sure you want to give cash to or like, mm-hmm. you know, service members that do different things. Um, but I know people are just like, there's this, it's a hard time to be buying, buying groceries and spending money. So if I can like help think of some bulk ideas that you could give to a lot of people, um, it's just, it's a fun thing for me to, to me to make. It's also something that you can give every year. Like one mm-hmm. of our other aunts, she makes Boston brown bread every year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, that's what I do for Christmas. Like she doesn't have to think about it. Uh-huh. She makes it for everybody. We all love it. I literally look forward to it every single it's year. Not, it's not Christmas without it. Like no, you like, want to be that yes. person who has that little but like any other gift like i couldn't possibly buy you the same i couldn't buy you the same thing every year like that'd be weird but if i made i could make you the same thing every year yeah because it's a consumable elizabeth it is a consumable it is a consumable you know what marion webster word of the day consumable there you go (laughs) obsessed (laughs) obsessed yes okay well you guys we should we move into crocktober let's get to it i have a lot of thoughts okay because i think i know I we're too. gonna go a lot of places so for anyone who didn't follow along with us um all of the recipes are on one website page of the caram.com so just you can honestly just type in crocktober the caram it's the first one to come up you gotta scroll down to like get to the first one though no if you type yeah. in crocktober we're the third because my seo girl is no on no, no. i mean like once you click on the page oh, yeah. if they're, they're all on one all on that page just scroll to see all the recipes because that way when you're like oh i need an easy crock pot recipe they're all right there mm-hmm. so we set out um elizabeth kate and i to really challenge ourselves to use the crock pot this fall so we had crock pot crocktober slash slowvember where we all made a crock the same crock crock pot recipe every single week um and now we're going to play the great eight which is where we're going to debate eight of them to determine the winner yes and we're going to like just we haven't really we haven't hardly talked about this on the podcast at all because I've been saving it for this rehash episode. Yeah. And can I just say that the first couple weeks since not having a Crocktober recipe to make has been like so frustrating for me. Yeah, I know. I have no ideas for dinner. I wish I had just a Crocktober a Crocktober recipe every single week. Totally. Yeah, Elizabeth. Kelly, if you can do that for us for the year. Yeah. Well, yeah. So um, <laughs> since Kate's like spilling the tea, I'm going to spill the tea. Uh, one pan Jan is in the works. Yes, we are going to have one pan Jan mm-hmm. in January. I'm taking December off, but Kate's doing, you know, the consumables. But yeah. I am bringing yeah. you one pan Jan and I'm excited about that. One sheet pan meals yes, once a week. Exactly. OK, so guys, let's let's just dive right in. OK. OK. Um, my, for, does anyone have like any like broad takeaways? Like any just before I have one I'm actually okay. going to share first. So I, I brought go, that up to so go ahead. Um, I think that while there was definitely some recipes that I really liked on Crocktober, I think we were. I think I was can confidently say I was making some of the best recipes I already. Agree. I agree. Like Mississippi roast still smacks. Naptime kitchen creamy enchiladas still smack. Buffalo chicken smacks. Chicken stroganoff smacks. Like I was already making a lot of the good ones. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I think. Two thoughts I had. One is there's some things, and I there's a certain recipe in particular that made me think this, that it's like, okay, you're saying to make it in the crock pot, but honestly, I would make it and then be like, I could have just made this in a pot. Yeah. To- okay, I know like, who you're talking about, and I totally agree. Um, And then I, I feel like I was kind of torn between two different theories. One is, is the crock pot like truly for like dump it in, I don't want to think about anything? Or is it like, you know what? I'm willing to 
do this step beforehand where I like saute an onion or do whatever yeah. because the the outcome is better yeah. if I mm-hmm. do this like first step. But there a lot of them are like, first, I need you to brown this beef and do this yeah. and do this. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I did feel as though those were a bit much. But and in, in on that, though. It is when I pick James up from daycare and then I have him at home and then I'm trying to do all those steps that things get hard. But like when he's at daycare and I can prep it while I'm home alone, then that made things that made my dinner a little bit easier. Yeah. So I did sort of feel that. I think another big takeaway I had from Crocktober was realizing that not all crockpot recipes do take all day and that sometimes you can yeah. like have a crockpot recipe come together in four hours. So I think that's just kind of like opened up my my life a little bit like if i get home from like truly if i pick georgia at 250 i can start a crock pot meal at three o'clock on high mm-hmm. and i can have dinner by 6 30 like yeah. depending on the yeah. i just I, so i was and i'm not an instapot girl i'm sorry i just refuse to like have another container i just i'm just not going to go there um but i was just surprised how some things don't take all day 10 hours you know okay so what were our eight um okay. recipes Cal? so let me see if i can do them in my memory we had the honey butter chicken mm-hmm. we had mm-hmm. uh the swedish meatballs lasagna soup the pulled pork uh we had well, oh my gosh now i'm drawing a blank the, what was the stuffing one? Oh yeah we had the stuffing we had the tuscan chicken and we're missing one Broccoli cheddar soup. Broccoli cheddar soup. Yeah. Hey, Kate, sorry. We can the, hear, um, Kate, we can like hear you typing so badly. Oh, weird. I was trying to write down the last two recipes I didn't have. <laughs> Wait, that yes, was only I seven. I don't understand. Yeah, we don't have um, beef tacos. Oh, yeah, and the beef tacos. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, hold on. I'm going to write down so we can actually debate these. Okay, so let's get started with, let's just do our first two. Between the honey butter chicken and the Swedish meatballs. Okay, these are two heavy hitters for me, so this was not a good pair up right off the front bat. Well, see, I can I know that Kate did not like the Swedish meatballs, so let's hear about that. Yeah, unfortunately, we did not love the Swedish meatballs. <laughs> Nate really did not like the Swedish meatballs. It was kind of a rough start to Crocktober for him. Um, I just, I thought they were really, really salty. They were salty, and, yeah. Um, I just did not love the flavor profile, and I feel bad saying that because... And it was like, our family loves these. We fight over the leftovers. Um, I also feel like whatever meatball you choose would make a big difference. Yeah, for like sure. Had like for a sure. really good frozen meatball. Um, but they just were not were not it for me. But also, guys, there's no pressure. Honey butter chicken can go out when she needs to go out. You know? No, I um, I liked honey butter chicken, Kate. And I think a lot of people sort of felt the same sentiment that it was a flavor profile that we're not used to cooking with. But I was very confident I was very confident with the way it turned out. Like, I do not use curry powder for anything. And I felt like it was a very good introduction to learn yeah. how to maybe cook with curry powder. Mm. I... Yeah. So, so th- my thing... I agree with the Swedish meatballs. I I think maybe... I also just used the frozen Italian meatballs from Costco. And I think then it was just way too much flavor going on. Mm. And it was so salty and over-seasoned and... I just I didn't enjoy. Now, I did serve mine over mashed potatoes versus the egg noodles, which I think actually was kind of a little bit of a I actually really enjoyed that. I won't make the Swedish meatballs again. I will do. I I would like to find some other sort of like crock pot meatball meatball recipe because I love a frozen meatball. I totally agree. I just don't think that was it. I really liked the meatball aspect of it. Um, The honey butter chicken. I enjoyed it. I can't say I've like craved it since I made it, but I did put it. I am putting it on my Christmas week meal plan because last episode we talked about how you just you always plan for Christmas and you always forget the days like 
leading up and after Christmas. Yes. And I was like, no, I'm going to, because Kate calls it a reset meal. I was like, I'm going to have the stuff and I'm going to have a go-to easy crock pot meal. It's going to be a good, like, it's not the most, you know, it's not the most like rich or creamy. And like, that's what we're eating. Deal with it. I'm good with having honey butter go forward. Um, Swedish meatballs. The only thing I will say is of all of the recipes, the Swedish meatballs was one of the only ones that I regularly, when I walked past the crock pot, I lifted in and like took a noodle. And, okay, that's interesting. Which I think says, because I always do that with my other crock pot recipes that I really like. The other ones, I didn't really feel the need to do that. Mm. Okay, so, so, we're, so we're, we're, and you know what? Sorry. And if, yeah, Swedish meatballs are gone. Sorry. I'm sorry. They were my least favorite. I, wow. I feel bad saying that. Well, the, I know. It's okay. Okay, next year we have lasagna soup versus the pulled pork. I hated the Oof. lasagna soup. That was probably my least favorite. And I felt very similarly to you, Kate. I'm like, why did you make me brown beef and then put it in the crock pot? I could have done this all in my Dutch oven and came out ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it really I, made me mad. I loved the lasagna soup, but I was like, oh, I could have browned the beef, added everything else and and yeah. uh, like let it cook for an hour on my stove and I would have had the same outcome. Just for making like any sort of pasta sauce or like making homemade spaghetti sauce, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then I did get a little stressed at the end with like, if I leave these noodles in too long, are they going to be mush? Like I felt a little yeah. stressed, but I did think putting the, the noodles in soaked up some of the liquid and made it like a thicker soup, which I liked. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I think it was more work than it was worth. And the pulled pork was actually the opposite of, of that. It, yes. A hundred percent. And my, I, I kind of botched it. I did not start it early enough. So I was really having a hard time shredding it. And like, I'll be curious to make it again. But I always, you, Kelly, you always make pulled pork nachos and you always get the pulled pork from like a barbecue spot. Yeah. Because you don't know how to make it. That is such an easy, attainable way to make pulled pork. Oh, the pulled pork, the fact, so if you guys don't know the recipe, we it was just literally pulled pork in a can of Dr. Pepper. Like that was the recipe. Yes. And it, it did take all day to cook. But, you know, I also got, I also got a big one because I have, you know, five people. Um, I thought it was delicious. I really enjoyed it. It was, it's such a versatile protein. Now, I think the problem is it's not necessarily a meal because you have to do something with the pork. Mm. So, but there's a lot you can do But there's do so much it. you can do. And it's even like, oh, Tyler, you want nachos? George, you want a sandwich? Hattie, you want a quesadilla? Okay. Like, I'll just do that all for, I mean, whatever. Let me whip those up really quick. Mm -hmm. Freeze is great. Yeah. Good for a crowd. Good for a party. I mean, and I think, I think another point of using your crock pot is it's so easy for entertaining because it's not, it's off the stove. It's cooking. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm considering doing like that pulled pork for Fred's first birthday because I'm like, that was just so easy. Like why? It yeah. was so easy. Uh definitely conserve I, the crowd i think it's a hundred percent like the beauty of a crock pot meal of just like set it and forget it mm -hmm. um, and i did i we had leftovers but we were going to the mountains with friends and so i brought the leftovers and made like a giant sheet of nachos Love with it. the pulled pork and they were such a hit and i was like i'm so glad i brought this and i felt very like uh great because i had served my family dinner and then made this amazing appetizer all with like one yeah pork you totally, know all totally. with like one meal um so i i personally i think pulled pork moves I forward agree. yep okay i totally agree okay. <laughs> kelly definitely agrees yeah i really hated the lasagna soup and i was really i was <laughs> it was making me mad because then i'm also like reading i've just followed her recipe and i liked i think it was damn delicious i've made some other of her stuff and liked it but i'm like why would we add crushed tomatoes instead of pasta sauce in here like it just didn't make any sense to me i didn't i really did not enjoy the recipe i think i could have 
I almost am willing to give lasagna soup another try. I think that was the wrong recipe for me. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. I would do it again on the stove with a yeah. different totally. recipe. Like I try agree. a stove top Totally. Um, okay. Let's do, let's do broccoli cheddar soup versus Tuscan chicken. I mean, the Tuscan chicken was incredible. I'd let's just get that out of the way. So when I Loved first, it. I first, I posted on my stories, I felt like it didn't have a lot of flavor. I, after I, what did I do? I think I like, add, oh, I added more uh, sun-dried tomatoes. And then once I ate it with everything, it, it ended up having more flavor. I agree. That was a really just like yummy chicken meal. I thought the broccoli cheddar soup was spot on for Panera spot on however i don't see myself making that much broccoli cheddar soup ever again in my life (laughs) it was just it was just the quantity it was so i guess i I don't really i guess i haven't had the broccoli cheddar soup from panera like since high school like it's just not like if if i'm not gonna go out and get that i'm not just gonna eat a cheese soup no and i'm like this is a dip yeah this is a dip yeah yeah I I definitely liked I loved the Tuscan chicken so did and I. I felt like the Tuscan chicken felt very like oh my gosh this is like just few ingredients like it really wasn't that difficult to do um, and I used chicken thighs and I was like okay I I loved it with chicken thighs which mm-hmm. I I normally don't love a chicken thigh and I loved it did the recipe call for chicken it thighs did yeah call okay for chicken I like chicken I like chicken thighs um, it felt very impressive like could make it for yes. a dinner party. That's what I, yes. that's exactly that what, what I said. said. Maybe that's what I, I heard told it. you that. Yeah. Okay. You can make it for a dinner party and seem impressive. Um, I think if you are a fan of broccoli cheddar soup uh, from Panera, then you would probably, you would like love that recipe. Um, but like if I'm ever really getting the hankering, I'm going to go get a small cup of it from Panera. I'm never going to make it. So for me, it's <laughs> not Tuscan 12 chicken. cups. Yeah. yeah. It's just <laughs> literally right. Because it's not, there's no protein. There's to no it. protein to it. It's literally just like cheese. Just a cheese and chicken yeah. stock. It was just not it, but it tasted. But but points because it tasted just like it. Yeah, I know. But like when you're when you're going through the motions of making it, and you're like, is this what I'm gonna feed my family? This, and this is what I'm <laughs> having for dinner. Yeah, it's like you. Okay, so sorry, broccoli cheddar. You're gone. Also, could have been probably made in the store. I mean, crockpot was good. I guess it was also such a pain to clean out of the crockpot. Like honestly, just go to Panera and buy it. It's not worth making it from home. <laughs> Okay, so next we have the stuffing. I don't even know what we're calling it. The stuffing chicken and the um, citrus beef tacos. Um, the stuffing chicken was had a great flavor profile. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I really liked the stuffing chicken. The citrus beef tacos, uh, I thought they were okay. I don't know if I like loved the orange. I think I just would have rather had like lime. So interestingly, I like loved the orange, but I think I was like, oh my gosh, I've never put orange zest on beef before. So to me, it was like, this is, I felt like I was doing something different, Mm -hmm. which I really liked. So this, I like the stuffing chicken was okay to me, but I've also just learned over the years that I don't really like Thanksgiving food. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, this, it did taste just like Thanksgiving. It did. Yeah. (laughs) So if that's what they were going for, it it really did work. My green beans did not cook well. Mine were like really? hard still. So I was like, should I have left this in longer? Mm. Well, I don't see, know what I, I what think, happened there. I think the problem with the stuffing chicken recipe, because I was at your house when you were making it and you're like, oh, it's too dry. So you added more chicken stock. I actually ended up adding way too much chicken stock. And like uh. mine was like way too liquidy almost. But so the flavor was there. I mean, from a flavor perspective, you can't mess this thing up. Like it's because it's stuffing chicken and green beans. Like you can't mess up the flavor. Yeah. But I do think the texture is really hard to nail on this one. And you, okay. I think you almost kind of have to babysit it because like 
Like you can't set it and forget it and go to work because I don't know what you're going to come home to. You're going to come home to crackers. Like it could be yeah. so dry. Uh, my only thing with the citrus one, the citrus beef is like I wasn't getting any citrus from it. Like I felt I was I wanted more citrusy flavor because like I, mm. I really like the concepts of beef and orange, but like it just tasted very plain to me. And again, like, oh, I think a lot of this could be like user error because I guess Kate said that she had a lot of that citrus flavor. But like I was not getting that at all. Well, also, and this is like. I would just rather make a Mississippi roast. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have the to do yeah. and buy the chuck roast, I want to make a Mississippi. It just didn't have enough. Fl- or I'll do like t- if I want to make tacos, like I'll just go like taco seasoning on it and make like beef taco. Well, and meat. I think the other problem is it's like I mean this is a little bit of a real food recipe, and I love several of her recipes, but in the recipe she's saying you know the homemade tortillas, this like fancy cheese I didn't have, the pico de gallo, and I didn't. To be fair, I didn't have any of that. Yeah. I'm pulling out a carb balanced tortilla and some Mexican shredded. Like I get yes. that I was not setting. <laughs> I understand I was not setting her up for success. So I think I would like this recipe, you know, at Kelsey kitchen table well you know while she's making me a margarita and yeah. we're talking and she's making home tortillas i think i'd love it i don't think i have the weeknight execution to make mm. that what it, what it's supposed to be it's stuffing chicken for me but yeah. I, I think everyone needs to voice with what, what their pick I'm, is I, I would say stuffing chicken and that means that kate has to I say think, okay i think stuffing chicken delivered what it promised to deliver absolutely right. and it's, i just don't like love the taste of stuffing and so that is on myself you need to you need to reflect on that yeah. <laughs> okay let's do okay let's just put them together okay then we have three chickens one pork interesting we, we were a little chicken heavy Okay, let's do the. How do I want to mess, ma- match this up? What are the? What's the third okay, chicken? Yeah. So we have honey butter, pulled pork, Tuscan stuffing. Ooh. Okay, let's do the Tuscan chicken versus the honey ha- butter. The honey butter chicken. And, and I think Tuscan, Tuscan moves yeah. forward. I, I do too. I loved it. It had it had a lot of depth, but I did appreciate the chickpeas, which I've also never cooked with chickpeas and the honey butter. But yeah, I thought that the other one was I, I would serve that at a dinner party and feel very imp- I was very impressed that I had made that. Well, it's just the yeah. sun dried tomato of it all. It's sun dried tomato of it all. It, it was I thought it was excellent. I thought it was excellent, too. And very i didn't you like transfer it to it like a pan and like it's just it looks so it's a pr- it's also a pretty dish yeah, i mean is. yeah the honey butter is not good looking oh yeah it's <laughs> it's giving wet dog food it's a bit in, <laughs> in in the picture of it all yeah yeah it, it's also a pretty hard one to photograph i'll be honest with you i could yeah, yeah i i, I would I've imagine had my struggles um okay cool and yeah and the tuscan one i had forgotten until we shared about it and then my friend texted me but i had a friend text me that recipe telling me that another friends had made it for her and it was amazing oh. and so that's how we even got that recipe and i was oh. like oh my gosh now that makes sense because it is amazing so yeah. um for sure yeah that's a good one okay tuscan and it, and it, and it was one of those, it was also one of those ones it cooks quick mm-hmm. like you could yeah. start that two o'clock on a friday and you could have dinner by six don't you guys yeah. agree i don't remember okay okay barbecue pulled pork stuffing chicken I think it's the pulled pork, personally, but... Kate hates stuffing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think that um, for, again, my my pulled pork did not turn out well, but I'm going to assume... Let's assume that it did. I think that that is a truer crockpot recipe in the sense that you put it in, you forget about it, and then you have just this meat to use for the rest of the week in a bunch of different ways. I was... 
and I think this is an important part about crockpots the stuffing chicken I was not a day two girl on it I was like okay I've had it it was great the first time but like the leftovers I was sick of it I was done I threw it's it away not it did okay, not that's... the leftovers of it all and I think a crock pot leftovers are a very important thing to consider mm-hmm. in crock pots you're Elizabeth you're so well spoken thank 100%. you thank y'all very good hundred percent so pulled pork moves forward. Yeah, it's just it's so versatile i mean like i said the sandwiches the nachos the quesadillas on a sweet potato plain do it for a crowd freeze it like it is just and it's also so i mean it pork is the cheapest protein you can get is yeah. it not like yeah it is it was i got a huge one i'm literally think it was like eight dollars and i think it fed us dinner for like two and a half to three nights yeah yeah i mean that's just like you can't hardly mm-hmm. it's crazy like the difference between like a beef roast and a pork pork roast like in yeah. price yeah and that was the other thing i would notice when i would go to the store and just buy the ingredients for a lot of these meals i was like all of them were very very affordable it'd be like 20 bucks for the entire thing and that was even cheaper because it was just dr pepper and a pork roast so yeah um i just loved how affordable all of these recipes were Okay, so what are our final two, Cal? Okay, so our final two are the barbecue pulled pork and the Tuscan chicken. And I kind of thought we'd end up here. Yeah, I did too. And I, okay, I feel like these are very, very different. And Mm -hmm. it kind of comes down to like, what do you believe about the crock pot? Because the Tuscan chicken did require an initial step of getting out a saucepan and you like, um, yes, you, you did something, you did the garlic and the cream and you heated them before you put them on top. Yeah, that's true. And but so it was a little less like it it was one step beyond just total ease. I did think it was just like really good. The payoff was there for the additional step, whereas like the other recipes that haven't made it this far. I was like, this was pointless. It wasn't that good for me to do all these steps. Totally. It was necessary for the Tuscan chicken and it was still easy. It was still an easy additional step. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the crock. The Dr. Pepper pulled pork is seasoned salt, Dr. Pepper, pork butt. Like, it was just such... Oh, this is I feel like it's two different things. It's like, if I'm having a dinner party, I might not be making Dr. Pepper pulled pork. Yeah. But if if it's like New Year's Day and we're going to have, like, people over and we're watching football, I want to make the pulled pork. I totally agree. I could make both of these for a crowd and just different. They're just such different times in which you would use them. I think my vote's going to be the pulled pork. I think we have to go pulled pork because there's just a little bit more there. You can do more with it. It heats up well. It was easier to do. Like the Tuscan chicken had a really good flavor profile. But like I think that the pulled pork still has more points in the positive direction. Yeah, and it's it's more budget friendly, mm-hmm. I would say. A it's, little more just like that classic set it, forget it. Yeah, a, more kid friendly. You know, I think I mean my, my I mean my kids ate this, but I Yeah, I for me it's coming down to versatility and set it and forget it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so pulled pork. <sighs> Dr. Pepper wow. pulled pork is the winner. What a journey. What a journey. We have to do this every year. I loved this. No, we for sure do. It's um there was so many yeah i just i need to do some more reflection on like what i'm looking for out of my crock pot Mm -hmm. and i also just think there's so there was so many recipes that i looked i looked through hundreds of crock pot recipes and it's just so crazy how some of them sounded so disgusting to me like i just couldn't bring myself to do it like 
like just so many of the recipes require a block of cream cheese and a can of chicken soup and like a bottle of Italian dressing. And like, I just can't do that. I don't I'm kind of into that. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> well, no, I'll, and I, I'll forward you some of the yeah. ones I passed on. Yeah. And I think you got to be, it's, it is important to read them because just from like a SEO clickbait, a lot of people make something crockpot and it's like, wait a minute, this is not a crockpot no, recipe. Okay, that's, this is, that was very is good. And I think also next year like i i wish i would have i think like we, we picked we didn't pick all the recipes up front because i kind of wanted to like see what other ones came across my desk i think though next year i'll open myself up to more just cooking things in the crock pot and not totally focus on focusing on them being full meals mm-hmm. and just because that doesn't that's really, hard to do but that doesn't totally bother me like i yeah the the true dump and go set it and forget it and then just scoop some slop on a plate those are very few and far between i think there's a lot of other really good recipes in between those Mm -hmm. that i wish i would have explored more i also really wanted i wish we would have done a dessert one Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. i've even seen like several like like an apple like a drink one like a hot apple cider or like a hot chocolate or like apple butter or like a fun like something like that i don't know Mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna work on it okay so that that'll be maybe next year but in the meantime, stick around for uh, January where we're going to do one pan Jan and uh, we're going to make different sheet pan meals coming mm-hmm. up. Won't be eight of them. Well, though. I loved it. Uh, I'd like to thank you both because I really just kind of tagged along to Crocto. I got a lot of the credit when really you you were doing the majority of the planning and uh, putting it on the website and everything. Well, so. Kate, I loved your content surrounding it, though. Um, yeah, no, it felt good to have an adult in the room. Yeah, it did. Because <laughs> Someone... otherwise, otherwise things would not have been posted. People wouldn't have been talking about it. I mean, kitchen was in the kitchen's in your name. Like, you yeah, know, people just want to take their cooking advice from some mom on the end from some <laughs> car person. Yeah, it also you gave oh, us man. the cred, the and street also, cred. Holy guacamole. Having to write out recipes and Kate, I'm sure you see this a lot as someone who does this sometimes. There are some people who really need their hand held through this. And it's yes. like if I like I remember forget in the fifth grade. Did you do this, Elizabeth? We had a we had a school project where we had to oh. write out the instructions to make a peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Did you do that? Yeah. Kate, did you ever do that in school? I don't think so. So you had to write out like take a piece of bread, put some peanut butter on it. And like you had to write it out. And then our, your teacher, this was so embarrassing. Our teacher then sat in front of the classroom and read how you said to do it. And she followed it to a T. So like if you didn't specify that you had to close the bread with the peanut butter and the jelly touching, like she would make your sandwich inside Or out. if you just said spread it on there and you didn't say use a knife, then she would take her hands and spread it on with her oh hands. Oh my gosh. No, and so it was just like, it was an exercise on like being very specific with your instructions. It was traumatizing because then she made peanut butter and jellies and you look like an idiot because yours didn't. If you didn't perfectly say how to make one. So and I kind of felt this way about writing some of these recipes out because it was like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, like use your noggin. Like, no, you don't do it that way. Sorry, I just forgot to say that. Like, I don't know know how much salt to add. Just as much as you want. Yeah, I know. It's hard. It, It. Yeah, I just I would agree. So anyway. So anyway. So. Um. And with that, that's our grade eight. Today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Story time. I was subscribed to a certain clothing rental subscription and decided I wanted to cancel. I went through the long process, hit the cancel prompt, followed by the yes, I'm sure prompt, and I thought I was good to go. Fast forward two months later when I check my Rocket Money app and find out I've still been paying $100 a month for the subscription I'm not using. I was furious. 
but thankful Rocket Money is tracking all my subscriptions and caught it. I was then able to fully deactivate that subscription. Thank goodness. Are you feeling lost in the abyss of subscriptions? With Rocket Money, you can quickly identify all those sneaky subscriptions that keep charging you month after month and cancel any you no longer use. It's such an easy way to start saving money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. With over 5 million users and counting, Rocket Money has helped save its customers an average of $720 a year and $1 billion in total savings so far. Stop wasting your money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash carpool. That's rocketmoney.com slash carpool. Rocketmoney.com slash carpool. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that's also kind of our episode. Well, we do have a ditch to drive through. Oh, yeah. We do have a ditch to drive And we have I, we have a quick industry news. Okay. Quick industry news. Kate, stay tuned for this. Um, the Truck Dad made his debut yesterday. <gasps> the Truck Dad went live. The Truck Dad's tour went live. And... On the Car Moms YouTube channel is a Ram 2500. You know, I just... I get sent all these trucks. Trucks are so intimidating to me because I... I mean, I like I know the car seat part of it all, but I don't know what else people are really looking for when they come to like the truck content. And my husband is such a truck guy. He's driven trucks his entire life. And I was like, what am I doing? Like you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just went for it. And Tyler did a very good job. He did a great job. Not, he did so much research beforehand. It was yeah, very sweet. Very sweet. I wouldn't call him like a one take queen, but he's but he wasn't it, he wasn't bad. I think we you said what we sent you like 19 minutes of footage. And I edited it down to like 10 minutes. That's yeah. not that bad. No, that's not horrid. No, it's fine. Um, so yeah, so you, so it's yeah. this, so you can go to his Instagram, the Truck Dad. I don't know what he's going to be doing there. He's got to be the only person with sixteen thousand followers who doesn't even know how to check a DM. <laughs> like he is so. You guys, it is so funny. Like he asked me the other day to um, download Amazon on his phone because he like he's the guy. He's like, hey, can you order me this on Amazon? Like, text it to me. I finally put Amazon in his phone. He's having a heyday. I'm having to tr- make sure he's not going imagine, too crazy. Imagine the year's 2023 and you're just now learning how to use Amazon. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. He has no idea how to operate Instagram, but he just, he's he's very excited to create the content and he, he has a lot of good truck ideas. Like his, one of his ideas is to do like he wants to like do the tour of the Ram 2500 and then he wants to do like now half that and he wants to find a truck that's half the price of that that's similar and like you know mm-hmm. d- dabble in the use the used truck market I love it I can't wait to see where this journey takes him and us yeah so that's our industry news and our ditch the drive through and this is a good reminder guys it's the holiday season you're not going to want to be cooking so it's time to make some freezer meals now and kelly and i actually are both doing this we didn't even talk no, about that's it that's crazy we both bought all the ingredients for naptime kitchens uh crock pot enchiladas which are so good and we're gonna both make them this week this episode is sponsored by naptime kitchen just want to make that yeah truly <laughs> yeah, it's Kate, honestly um, it's honestly just been a regular episode Kate, do for you the have amount. any i want to know because we talked with them the last episode and i just can't believe how ill-prepared I was for the weekend of Thanksgiving and how we were literally scavenging for food around my house because like I didn't forecast that. Do you have any tips like 
for the weekend of Christmas, like things to do in the kitchen, like meals to have prepared. Like, what do you like? How do you feel like you can keep it together during those yeah. days? I mean, I think a lot of it is I kind of know my kids just aren't going to be eating as well. And that's like, okay with me. And so I think mm. the night of Thanksgiving, well, we actually were at my parents till late, but like in years past, I would make a box of macaroni and cheese because I was like, nothing is worth my effort because I cannot guarantee you are going to eat any of this. And so mm. I want to put in the lowest amount of effort possible and just feed you something uh, so that I like, am, I'm not putting you to bed hungry, but if you ate a ton at the grandparents house and I didn't notice then like you won't eat a lot of this but I won't be that mad because it's just a box of macaroni and cheese um and then I really fuck up on a lot of fruit mm. honestly I feel like that's a if I can, that's an excellent tip if I can just like get them to eat a grilled cheese and some fruit or I make I've been sharing a lot because I really do when I'm like oh I don't know if we've had a fruit or vegetable in the last 48 hours I just make a smoothie <laughs> I yeah. really do. I just like make a smoothie. They all will drink a smoothie and I have like great ingredients in it. And then I'm like, here, here's whatever this like random carb is. Okay. I the addition of a smoothie. Okay. <laughs> I literally peed my pants laughing when you show, did you see this? She shows a half eaten granola bar and she just drops it in the smoothie. She's like, honestly, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. If someone leaves like half a yogurt on the table, I'm like, Start. Oh, put it in the fridge. It's going in the next smoothie. <laughs> Yeah, they're questionable, but nobody knows because it's so well masked. Um, yeah, that's but, a that's a good tip. And then you can just clean out the fridge, sneak whatever's in there. My kids are quesadilla as long as there's an apple on the side, like whatever. Yeah. I so feel that after all of the cookies and the desserts and just the unhealthiness of what the holiday meals bring, uh, my body is like craving a vegetable or a fruit. And I sure enough didn't go to the store and buy any. And yeah. I'm just struggling. So yeah. I think so smart. Yeah. So I think my takeaway is like kind of like let go of like the main like if it's a box of mac and cheese if it's a grilled cheese if it's like frozen chicken nuggets let go of the main and then just make sure you have produce on hand and you can't fail yeah and and list to your point half the time smoothie is what we make when i'm like ooh, we only have frozen fruit because mm. we don't have any fresh fruit and mm -hmm. so then again we just kind of always have frozen fruit so it's like oh i can get this in them without having like any My fresh kids stuff won't on eat hand. smoothies Oh really? man. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. What about like a smoothie bowl? Would they like eat it like a cereal? Mm, absolutely not. No. No. That would But your kids are really, really good eaters. So Thank you. They are. You, I mean they are great eaters. But I need them to be able to eat a smoothie. So I need to work on that. I mean Scout really doesn't eat any vegetable <laughs> in any form at all. <laughs> so I mean, a smoothie is the only chance she has right now. And where do you, where uh, are you kind of falling on like, I mean, how, for the most part, are most of your meals things that the entire family eats? Or is it just like, okay, I'm going to make this because like, like me, Nate and John Robert will we'll all eat it and then everyone else can just, I'll make them something else. Or do you, do you feel like every, you try to make every meal something that everyone will eat? Every meal is usually something everyone will eat, but that doesn't mean everyone will eat the whole meal. So if I know it's tough, I'll be like, oop, and I'm going to put crescent rolls on the side because mm, Scout Pillsbury, might Pillsbury, only Pillsbury. eat crescent rolls for the meal. But I'm like, okay with that. And then like, I've really gotten into meatballs, bringing it full circle um, <laughs> <laughs> because Scout does not like like meat sauce but she loves pasta she'll eat any pasta and so if i but johnny doesn't love pasta but he loves meat so i make like spaghetti and meatballs and then everybody kind of wins 
Yeah. Because Scout doesn't have to eat a meatball, but Johnny doesn't eat a lot of pasta. It really is like kind of soul killing to feed them all. Mm -hmm. Um, I just try and (laughs) not get depressed in the process. Um, Kind of that's, that's kind of where it is right now. Is we just, I just try and have something on the plate that everyone will eat. And normally it's a carb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's good. It do be like that. Then everyone kind of feels like they're together. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going, you know, it's going, okay, Johnny will eat anything. He'll eat Indian food. He'll eat sushi. I love him. I know. He's wonderful. And then, I mean, Scout is such a, such an easy child, but just is really hard to feed. Who is like your tough (laughs) child? Like who's your crazy child? Oh gosh. Um, Mill or not Millie. Alberta was definitely my toughest baby. Oh, that's Um, not what I wanted to hear. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm I'm really, really sorry to say that, but she was definitely the most difficult baby, which was very hard because I was everybody said like, oh, man, she's just going to tag along. And it was like, no. In what (laughs) ways was she was she hard? She was the fussiest. She didn't sleep great. Like she wouldn't really nap on the go. Yeah, that's Um, not a vibe for a fourth child. No, it was it was rough. Um. So and I had some like friends like step in and really help me like hugely help me with kids drop offs and pickups to try and make my life easier because um, Nate was like working around the clock at this point. Um, but yeah, but you know what? We're entering the next phase of parenting very slightly, which is so awesome and also like kind of terrifying in terms of like emotional support needed mm. like. I mean, Scout's almost seven and John Roberts eight and just kind of the emotional needs versus physical needs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's you mean like a snuggle and a chocolate milk doesn't fix all the problems. I know. know. I'm not okay with that. I know. I know. I'm like, I'm I'm praying more now than I was just like kind of feel clueless. Um, And asking people older than me, like, what? Would, is this normal? Did your child do this? Oh my so, gosh! Nothing bad. Like they're still wonderful, no, just but just different. like emotional. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <sighs> all right. Well, I yeah, I feel like you kind of feel that way, Kel, with like George going to school and you not being in total control of everything that's going on. Yeah, and it, trying to trying to interpret what he's saying to be like truth and also what's actually going on, and you're like. Like you said the thing about his hot lunch today. She was telling me about his hot lunch and he wanted chicken nuggets or they had chicken nuggets and like she wanted more chicken nuggets. And it's like, you don't get more chicken nuggets. You get what's on your plate. Yeah. You're like, why can't you have more chicken nuggets? <laughs> I don't like, know. I didn't like that. It's just yeah. like a, it's, it's so minor, but it's like you, you can't control everything that's going on. And there's like some emotional and embarrassing things that they're going to have to go through and just th- th- that they have to work through and you can't help them through. And that's probably yeah. really hard as a parent. Yeah, no, I've very much been relying on Tyler a lot for which I'm I'm very happy I'm so happy that I have him because I like could not raise a child on my own in the sense where it's like I I, I would just baby them too much I would spoil mm-hmm. them too much like I can't do the the tough love and it's like Teller does tough love and I think it's going to be the biggest thing in the world and they're going to have meltdowns my kids are over it in five minutes yeah mm-hmm. so I'm like God, maybe yeah. like I just and yeah it, it's hard yeah I mean the, the whole school thing really is just a whole other level of yeah. just things out of your control and you know i'm trying to just like not make everything a big deal Mm. and george george Mm -hmm. is also he's a little bit shyer of a kid but i don't think george cares that he's shy or that as a kid like i don't think he thinks it's 
he doesn't think that he's not the most he doesn't care that he's like not the most outgoing in this class like he's happy and i'm over here being like so was was that kid nice to you today so who did you sit with today yeah also from what i see of george he's like the most precious creature ever because little lineup of the animals he's the most he's the most precious creature ever and i yeah, I always like I get very cautious sometimes about like sharing George be- and, or sharing any of my kids. And Kate, I'm sure you sometimes feel the same way because I I think I got in a habit of like showing like one side of George's personality. Mm-hmm. And Kate, I think I took this from you very, very early on, like one of the first videos I saw of you. And someone had messaged you being like, your kids are so well behaved. And you go, no, I just like don't film a child when they're upset. Mm-hmm. And you said that one time. And I'm like, 100 percent. Like, I will never put a camera in my child's face when they're going through any sort of emotional thing, even if it's hilarious, yeah. even if it's like the funniest thing ever. Yeah, you just send it to your family group chat and if, if you take the no, video. Yeah, I I won't even do it. Like I just will yeah. never make my kids and even very exciting moments I've found, like sometimes I don't and it, you know, it, it depends on the day, but like if I want to have like a very genuine moment or like surprise my kids with something, sometimes I don't want them to like have a camera in the face when they're having like a genuine exciting moment either. Mm, yeah. So it's just hard when it's like I don't want to show I wanna protect them, I don't want to show them everything. I love sharing them. I know you guys like to see them. They're hilarious. But yeah, that's just something I'm working through. Sorry, not Demi to trauma dump there. No, I mean, honestly, I think we just had an advice segment accidentally at the end of the episode. Yeah, so Kate, what's um, your advice for me? <laughs> I really don't have any, but I do think this is just like new territory yeah. to navigate. And it's funny because I was very private about the kids for a few years. And now my kids are actually, I think now that this is very much like our family lifestyle, mm-hmm. like, like, like I made that cookie video with Millie Mm-hmm. And the other kids like we're like I want to make one, you know. Yeah. Like, I want to make that. So it's just it's funny to see like little pieces. But I agree wholeheartedly with just I I remember early on kind of showing one part of Scout's personality, and she was getting this reputation of being like really sassy, but yeah. she was not really sassy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I like because um, those are the funny moments. Like yeah. those were yeah. the funny moments to show. But then people were only seeing that and you're like, oh, wait, no, that's like actually not. Yeah, that makes fully me who she that is. actually makes me feel better because yeah. I I didn't like mean to. But then I no, also just think just I don't think about a lot of people on the Internet like need to necessarily know my kids personalities inside and out. Like I think I that t- would be or like what they're really interested in and stuff like you, they just don't need to know that. No. Yeah. And I go back and forth even with James as a baby. Like I took the most darling photo of him. We put him in the sled with a Santa hat on and we were about to give him a bath. So we just had a diaper on and it's the cutest photo in the entire world I've ever seen. But I'm like, I don't think I want to post. Like, he's just a baby and he has, has a diaper on, which is normal. But like. Yeah. I don't think I want to put that on social media. And like this diaper brand came to me to like want to work with me. And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable making money off of diaper because then when I'd have to show my baby in a diaper and then I'm making money well, off and of that's that, like, just, yeah, that's, that's just boundary. weird. And it's just like you have to kind of, yeah, figure out, figure out that. Yeah. That line in this yeah. social media space. Yeah, you do. And I, I just I think it's definitely a decision you make as a family. And like Tyler and I, like we've talked about that a lot. Like if my kids ever like, why did you like, you know, talk about us on the internet or shows on the internet sometimes and i'll i'll truly be able to look at my kids in the eyes and say because as a family we committed to like helping thousands of women around the country keep their family safe in cars and Mm -hmm. i just think like if you have a really good reason for why you're doing it and i mean kate i'm sure you're the same way i mean like the messages that we get sometimes of just like the the connections that we're able to build with people and how much like this our family and this podcast is here for people like that's so worth it to me and i'll have no problem telling my kids that someday but yeah it's 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 tough to navigate i can't imagine like yeah. yeah it's tough to navigate it's tough it is i don't have an answer day by day yeah 
I think it's tough. I was, I think I was struggling for a while because I really was trying to keep them fully off of it. But then I felt like there was this massive, massive part of my life that mm. I, yeah, it, it really is the whole reason I like do what I do, but I like wasn't showing it. And then it was like, this is weird because actually 70% of my, no, like 80 to 90% of my day is with these kids. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, I don't know. It was hard for me because of the nature of what I was sharing was like making lunches for kids or doing this or like all these different things revolved around my kids. But all that to say, I actually don't have any wisdom either. I'm just yeah, no. So we're, we're just a bunch of moms trying to figure it out. But you know what? I think we're all I think we're all doing a pretty I think we're doing the best job we can. Do. I think the fact that we're even having the conversations and having the maybe convictions in some places and figuring it out is all very good signs. Yes. So we don't know where it's going to go. Um, but, you know, we're all very aware that if if it comes a time where we're like, hey, we can not be showing our kids anymore, we're going to stop. And if yeah, there's times yeah. where like, it's fine, we're going to keep doing it. And yeah. And it's not so much the yeah, it's not the showing them. I just never want to feel like I'm making them do something that they don't want to do yeah. or like using them for any content in a way. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you've built a brand that doesn't rely on that. No, that's a blessing. Yeah, that's you know. I, and that's that's kind of yeah a fallback like if i never show my kids again like the car reviews will keep going and everything but then i just i really like i just i don't know i like to share my family yeah because i think mm-hmm. it helps i think it just helps the brand if you will yeah and they're cute and darling and no fun. my kids are so cute and darling and so. they're just i mean fredicini are you kidding do you see the pic i posted of him today he's darling darling Darlings. And with that, guys, I think that's our episode. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Yeah, so we've been talking for one. an hour. I know. I know. Gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, Sorry. It got deep there at the end, guys. It did. Sorry. Wow. We we really took some turns. So um, that is our episode. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. It is always a pleasure to have you on the Carpool Podcast. Um, everyone, head, if you're not already following Naptime Kitchen, head to Instagram. Get up. Get wake up. Yeah. Wake up. Um, and Kate, what car do you drive? Honda oh, Honda Odyssey. Oh, have we already done the Honda Odyssey mamas, though? What does your husband drive? Subaru Outback. If you drive a Subaru Outback, head over to the review section. Leave us five stars. Show Tell up, us show why out. you love the pod. And we will talk to you on Thursday. All right. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.